The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome once again. It is uh, six minutes after 11 o'clock here. Dr. Lou, ready to go. We hope you are as well. You have health concerns about, uh, you know, anything surrounding and, uh, you know, ripple effect of COVID-19. That's fine. Bring it on. It's, uh, you got physical problems, uh, comorbidities, whatever. Can we talk about everything on this show? We talk about pain. We talk about discomfort. We talk about the uh, the mind connection to pain. It's 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 endless. So if there's something on your mind this morning, bring it on. Dr. Lou is armed and ready to go. 416-870-6400. Pinpointhealth.ca. Pinpointhealth.ca is the website you always want to refer to. And uh, there's also the long-form podcast called The Lou Down that Dr. Lou does and some great stuff there as well. You can take your time listening and watching to uh, to that one. But uh, we'll we'll get her going at uh, 11.07. Dr. Lou, how are you, brother? Hey, John. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm watching the uh, ever-rising numbers of COVID-19 and going, okay, this is great. We're going the right way here. But, uh, you know, you and I have, have talked earlier in the week. And, um, you know, it's, it's a busy time, right? People have a lot of angst and a lot of anxiety with what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we talked about this a lot, actually, on the show as well. And, um, you know, to some extent, I don't want to labor the show with this stuff because I think people are sick of hearing it. But it does mm-hmm. sort of relate to what I've been speaking about, where uh, other components of people's health is being tied up and, and, and not being progressed the way it should. And so I, I really, you know, for this show, I think, and, and my favorite part is the phone calls, right? So, so if you're listening and you want to call in, ask me something, I, I love doing that. I love interacting. I love sort of providing uh, a pathway for people. But, you know, where I'd really like to sort of focus in between the phone calls is the fact that we have a lot of amazing services available, and, and we'll, we'll focus on some of the key programs that we run um, at the clinic and just sort of the difference that these things can make. And one of the things that um, we've spoken about a lot in the past and, and sort of have tapered off because COVID happened and so the focus went elsewhere, but it was PRP injections, the plasma or the platelet-rich plasma injections, um, which are really, really beneficial for knee uh, pain, uh, specifically knee pain that's the result of osteoarthritis, uh, which is the degenerative change that happens really in all of us as we age, right? That is osteoarthritis is not something that is unique to any one individual, but we all will have some form of it. It's just whether it is symptomatic in some people and, and asymptomatic in others. And so that's an interesting thing that, it, that you know, we all have it, but in some it's asymptomatic and, and for some it's symptomatic. Now, a lot of that has to do with you know, are you having more osteoarthritis than you should at a, any given age? And that's that's a big thing. And a lot of that, you know, depends on things like your actual biomechanical structure. So some people are designed in a way where certain joints will wear down quicker than others. Um, a lot of it also has to do with any previous injuries that you may have had to that area. Or And, and when I say injuries, that can also mean surgeries. That's a, a controlled form of trauma, but nonetheless, it's, it's a form of trauma and injury. Um, and then finally, also the fact that uh, you know, the things you've done in your life. So with knee issues, a good example is if you've run your whole life and, and you were an avid marathon runner or something like that, it's not hard to imagine that that would expedite the degeneration that happens in your knees. And now that's also not always the case. And PRP injections are really, you know, 
before I get into what I guess they're good for, what we should say about osteoarthritis is, again, for some people, they have it and it doesn't cause a problem, and that's great. Other people have osteoarthritis of their knee, and it's causing a tremendous amount of problems, be it pain and swelling are the two primary symptoms that people would would usually complain of. This is where PRP can actually play a role in these types of things. And and that, that doesn't mean it's the only thing. It's part of the tools within the tool belt of things you can use for osteoarthritis. Where I love recommending it for my patients is people who are headed to eventually a knee replacement. If I see someone's knee and I think, yeah, this is, this is heading that way just based on the person's signs and symptoms and what their imaging looks like, and we want to try to buy them some time because, again, those knee replacements or any joint replacement for that matter can only last so long. So we want to try to do our best to minimize how many times you'd have to have that done in your lifetime. And if we can get that to one time in your lifetime, that's ideal. But that means that you've got to do it sort of at a, an ideal age. And so, you know, what that ideal age is, is up for debate. I generally will say, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 70. Um, but that plus or minus, it depends on a lot of things, right? But so if I see someone who's, you know, 50, 55, 60, and they're getting a lot of early knee osteoarthritis symptoms and, and it looks like they're headed that way, well, I want to help try to control their symptoms because if you can control the symptoms, then you can delay that knee replacement. And the, the PRP injection is really beneficial for eliminating swelling. And the great thing about PRP is that it's also your own blood, right? What we're doing is taking a patient's own blood, putting it through a centrifuge, extracting the platelets, which are the component of blood that has anti-inflammatory properties, and then injecting that into the knee. And the knee is what's called the synovial joint, like many other joints in the human body. Those joints don't actually have good blood supply, and that's why it's hard to get inflammation out once it starts building up. And so when we can put the natural defenses that our body has for inflammation in that joint, the platelets, that can really help clear out that that um, inflammation. And symptomatically, the patients will feel much, much better. And because a lot of what they're feeling is a result of the inflammation, which is secondary to the, the space within the joint narrowing. So when you say 50, I mean, you're trying to you're trying to hold off the amount of time till they have to go for a full knee replacement. Is the PRP something that's simple to do? Yes, it's, especially in the knee, right? And so PRP right. can be done in a lot of different joints. Um, what, again, one of the things that I try to do at Pinpoint Health and my team uh, overall, what we try to really do is stick within where the scientific evidence is best, right? Because we don't want to become that clinic that is doing something for everything, where it's the, you know, it's the cure for everything, right? And I've talked about this before. What we've seen is that the research for knee osteoarthritis and PRP injections is really, really good. It's also, uh, we also have knee surgeons that are doing this. So these are people that, you know, all they do is deal with knees. So they know the anatomy of the knee. It's overall a very simple joint to get into for these types of professionals. Um, but more so than that, it's, it's, again, the fact that there's great research on it. The research on other parts of the body and for other things isn't as great. That doesn't mean we won't, you know, sort of tackle that, but we try to take that on a case-by-case basis. For right now, where we do do the majority of the PRP injections um, is for the knee. And, and, and so that's a really, uh, you know, important thing because, again, we're trying to stay within where the evidence is, where the, where the scientific evidence is pointing us to, where there's the best efficacy. So, um, you know, and the thing is, 
you can do this PRP injection multiple times, right, over years, right? So it's not, you know, if you're 50 and you do one injection, it's likely not going to control the pain until you're 70, right? But you may need it throughout the years. But again, the, the advantage of this type of injection is because it's your own blood, there's very little downside to this. I usually tell people when they come in, and I had a patient this week, um, an older gentleman who wanted to get the PRP injection. And, uh, you know, I sat with him and we went through it. And, and I said, listen, based on his case, because I'm very realistic with people, right? I see some people and I think, you know, this is, you know, 70 or 80% likely to work. And then with other people, I say, mm, you know, it's, it's a 50-50. And this gentleman was a 50-50. And I was very upfront with him. I said, the good news here is it's not going to make you any worse. And that's the important thing, right? So there's a lot of other side effects like, you know, corticosteroid injections, as an example, for knee for acute knee problems can often be really, really beneficial. The problem is that corticosteroids um, over a long period of time in use do have detrimental side effects to the bone and the density of bone. So we've got to consider that. The great thing with PRP is that those side effects are, are almost nil, you know, with the exception of, you know, infection and things like that. But it's all done under uh sterile conditions and things like that so you know we we do everything we can to minimize that and and that's the risk of any type of minimally invasive procedure obviously um but outside of that the risk of the actual prp itself is is, is almost nothing the worst case is it's not going to help um which you know again that's not a great uh, outcome but that's where I try to be as realistic with patients as possible, where I review things and say, hey, this is what I think may happen when you get this done. And then it becomes their choice if they want to get it done. And that gentleman that I was speaking of was a great example where he said, for me, that's worth it. He's like, I want to do everything I can to, to just control the pain and, and, you know, get a little bit of relief potentially if I can. And I'm willing to give it a shot. And, that, and that's a really important thing. And that's a realistic expectation. And that's another thing that I try to drive home with with patients of mine is realistic expectations. Um, and so, you know, this is one of the tools that we have to help people with knee osteoarthritis, uh, specifically when it's, you know, mild form that's causing inflammation. You know, if I see someone who's got severe osteoarthritis, I tell them not to bother. It's just literally going to be a waste of money. They should be going for the total knee replacement. So, uh, you know, I try to be as realistic as possible again and, and work within the evidence. But there's great evidence to support its efficacy, which means how likely it is to, to work uh, in people with mild osteoarthritis that have swelling. Let's take a short break here. We'll get back into our conversation about PRP. If you're not aware of what it is, we'll fill you in more when we uh, when we come back. But you have lots of time to phone with other issues as well. You have pain concerns uh, calling uh, for yourself or on behalf of someone else. Bring it on. This is the hour you want to do it. At least get some answers. And it's 416-870-6400. Email info at pinpointhealth.ca. And you can always go to pinpointhealth.ca, the website as well. To uh, get some more information, we'll continue. Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio. And welcome back to it, Pinpoint Health Show. Anytime, phone lines are open, wide open here on a uh, Saturday morning at 1120. It is 416-870-6400, info at pinpointhealth.ca. And you'll catch the Lou down, as in Dr. Lou, the Lou down. That's the long-form podcast series, so uh, have a look at that one as well. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U to reach out after the show. If you want more of a lengthy private conversation? PRP the injection. So Doctor Lou, you're talking about uh, somebody who says 
closing in on 50, which I just realized is me. That's, that's encouraging. Um, how do they, how do they recognize so I, I, that? I, uh... Just to be clear, I use that as an example, John. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, most people, again, it, degenerative osteoarthritis of the knee is one of those things that will become more prevalent as you age and the symptoms of sure. it more prevalent. So we see a lot of people and I've seen people even as young as, um, you know, 35, 40 years old that have severe osteoarthritis. And again, that goes to when you look at a patient like that, the question becomes, well, why? Why right. so soon? And, and that's a whole uh, different ballgame, and, and we don't have to get into that. But, yeah, the PRP, even in those people, can play a very important role. So something in that age, which you said might be, uh, it might be starting to happen. What are the recognizable signs beyond just, oh, this is knee pain from uh, you know going upstairs, or I jogged a little too much yesterday? How, how, is there any signs that you know that you're at the beginning stages of some osteoarthritis? Um, yeah, I, I would say generally pain is, is you know pain and swelling are the two big indicators. Uh, of osteoarthritis of the knee, right? So if you've got those two things, and the pain is very, when you talk about osteoarthritis pain, it's very different than say like a tear, right? A tear will be very much based on certain movements. There might be some type of precipitating event. So you can pinpoint it and say, hey, I, you know, I remember playing soccer that day and I twisted a certain way and then boom, ever since then, it's never been the same. Osteoarthritis pain is one of those things where it's more like, there's no good temporal event where you're like, I can't remember. This just sort of seemed to start. I don't think I really did anything to aggravate my knee. That's all that crazy. It's a deep type of pain versus, and it's more generalized throughout the entire knee versus just, you know, a, a spot on the knee or a different area or whatever. Um, swelling is a big component of it. Uh, sometimes when it gets severe enough, it also starts to change the appearance of bone. So one of the things that people often say to me is, you know, as I've gotten older, my knees seem to be getting bigger. Um, and that is part of the degenerative process because what happens with any two joints as they approximate, um, as that space between them narrows, there's something called Wolf's Law, which is essentially that the bone lays down more calcium in order to try to create like a protective layer, um, but that calcium becomes more bone. And so now you have bony overgrowth, which is why with a lot of osteoarthritis, if you look at x-rays and things like that it looks like there's all this you know ugly piece of bone it doesn't look as nice as it once was that's you know osteophyte formation and bone formation um and so generally those are the types of symptoms right so uh you know if someone and i i usually tell people um if they you know a lot of people will come in and i think where osteoarthritis of the knee becomes a bigger concern is some people will come in and it's a very specific thing that will bother them. And a, and a good example is like, you know, going up the stairs, right? Mm. Or, or if I squat or things like that. And so that's probably when it's based on, you know, a, a, a certain event, you're talking that that's probably m more of an early stage type of incident versus as you get to later stages, it'll bother you all the time. In fact, people with severe osteoarthritis in the knee even have pain at night while they're sleeping. Um, and so that obviously is, is a big detriment because then it starts to impede on your ability to sleep and be restful. And that's usually the people that I work with that do joint replacements. When I've said, you know, when's the right time? Because there's so much debate about that, like on age. So when's the right time to get a, a, a joint replaced? 
typically what they'll say to me is if you've been in, in pain, if a patient has been in pain for six months straight, including nighttime, it's time to replace that joint because things just aren't going to get better if you're in pain 24 hours a day for six months, uh, including the night, obviously, is, is not an ideal scenario for anybody. You know, you said before we uh, went to break there after the first segment, you said, you know, if it, if it is that type of thing where it's too severe, it's not worth the money. So is there a cost to it? Is it covered by OHIP? Is this out of pocket? How does it work? No. So there is no coverage for PRP injections, um, and, and it is an out-of-pocket expense. Even most healthcare plans actually don't cover it. Um, you might have uh, certain people that have uh, insurance plans and have, say, like a health spending account, that you you can run it through that type of of coverage. But right. here's the thing, John, everyone that I've met that deals with, you know, like it's an incredible thing we deal with in, in especially in Canada with the idea of paying for health care seems like the most foreign idea that anybody has ever come up with. <laughs> but I'll tell you something, John, people that are living with knee pain, uh, the money that it costs, they're, they're willing to, to spend that money because Pain is one of those things when you're in pain, and, and we see this all the time. Look at every look at the infomercials on on the on the TV and all these things about like you know whether it's a pillow or you know this device or that device. When people are living in pain, that's when people are sort of like, okay, what's worth the money here? And the one thing that I try to do my best on is I'm cognizant of when I see a patient and if they've got to spend money on something, again, I make the most realistic recommendation. And again, that patient that I saw last week, I told him this is a 50-50 chance, which means there's also 50% chance that you're spending money for nothing. He was in a financial position that he did not care. And now that's not the case for everybody. But one of the other things that I really try to do at Pinpoint Health is, uh, and, and me specifically, is we try not to make uh, fees a barrier to care. So we're always open to have a conversation with anybody and we'll do the utmost that we can to help anybody if they're in financial constraints. That's not our main objective. Our objective is to provide good quality evidence-based care. And, and you know, if finances are an issue, we will work with you to, 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 to essentially get it to a point where it's either covered or affordable or whatever it may be. And so many, we have so many different services, right? Some, some of our services are covered by the traditional OHIP means if you're seeing one of our physicians surgeons, physiatrists. Um, some, uh, most of our services are covered by extended health care plans when you get into things like chiropractic, physiotherapy, massage therapy. Um, and then there are things, uh, and, and PRP is probably, uh, you know, the easiest one to, to use as an example, that are not covered really by either yet. But the, the time will come when those things, when insurance plans will start uh, covering it as well. The problem is that so many places out there are using it, like I said, w w what I started with um, in the last segment, they're using it for everything, right? It becomes the cure to everything, and that's the problem because it's not. It's not the cure to everything, um, and that's why we're really trying to look at where is the efficacy, where is the, the, the sound scientific evidence that says, no, but it is good for this, and it seems to be knee osteoarthritis uh, is the place. Well, that's and you've said that on countless shows over the years. You know, when you when you own a hammer, everything becomes a nail, right? And that's not the uh, that's not the way you want to attack this sort of thing, is it? That's right. Yeah, absolutely not. And so, you know, that conversation around PRP brings us sort of it's a nice segue into another thing that we um, 
have been doing for many years. And, and again, another thing that's sort of fallen off the, the radar here, John, uh, over the last couple of months where the fo- a lot of the focus has also been on COVID um, is our knee clinic. And this is a great one, especially in the, in the day and age that we're living in now in, in terms of, you know, what's happening out there. If you have a knee problem, okay, we, if there is something that is surgical, so, you know, we just, the PRP seems to work better for those chronic knee issues like osteoarthritis, okay? But now let's talk about acute knee injury. So that example of you're playing soccer or basketball or you're, you know, running, whatever it may be, and all of a sudden you get an acute injury. What people need to realize is sometimes those acute injuries require immediate surgery. And if you require immediate surgery and you delay that surgery, your prognosis, your likelihood to get better or fully resolved starts to go down every single day. And so, you know, we offer uh, the the Pinpoint Health Knee Clinic, which allows uh, us to expedite that. You can be seen if, if you fit the criteria for what might likely constitute an, an, an acute emergency for surgery. We will get you in immediately to see an orthopedic surgeon um, and try to get surgery as soon as possible thereafter. Um, one thing that I will caution at this time is hospital times for operations have been limited. So it's not necessarily as fast as it once was prior to the COVID world. But I, you know, I don't like to guarantee anything, but I can almost guarantee it's going to be quicker than any of the other traditional means that are out there uh, in terms of, you know, the regular story that's often heard about, you know, uh, family doctor, walk-in clinic, try to manage it on your own, go back, wait for a referral, six months has passed, get an MRI, time passes, and then you're in, you know, a year later getting a surgery that you probably should have had done uh, 11 months earlier, right? And so um, that's a really, you know, important thing that if someone has those acute knee injuries, you should give me a call and, and have a discussion with me. And again, this all starts with a simple phone call. I will have a phone call with people, and if I don't think that me or the team at Pinpoint Health can help you, I will make that honest recommendation. And, and anybody who's ever spoken to me, I'm sure will vouch on that. I don't, I don't try to think that we can help everyone and everything. Uh, I know where we're best and I know the things that we can't, but I definitely can help point you in the right direction if we're not the place for you. Take a short break, 416-870-6400. Again, 416-870-6400. You have questions about uh, your health, bring it on. you still got some time, but you'll want to get on it right here and right now on the Pinpoint Health Show. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. Anytime to reach out through email as well. We'll be right back. Lots more to go on the Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio. It's 1134. Welcome back to the show. Indeed, 416-870-6400, the number to call through now and talk to uh, Dr. Lou for the remainder of our time here in this uh, Saturday morning, info at pinpointhealth.ca. You can reach out through email anytime in one eight five 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 D R L O U. Doctor Lou to reach out afterwards if you want more of a lengthy conversation. PRP is the way to, you know. Thinking about the PRP, we I mean I remember few well quite a while ago we had Doctor Bergav and Doctor Gordon on talking about this. Two absolute professionals when it comes to knees. What is the people are thinking? Okay, the cost. I got to cover the cost of that. I get it. Now, the procedure itself is just a walk in, roll up your pant leg. Is it? A, is it fairly simple to do and go through? Yeah, it's it's quite it's very simple to go through. You you essentially once you have your appointment, um, you're going to be coming in. You'll be able to walk out and everything on your own. It's a uh, again done by the, those two gentlemen that you just mentioned, and uh, 
Um, they're both knee surgeons, so and for with a lot of years of experience. So mm-hmm. uh, for them, this is as uh, simple as it gets, right? Uh, which, but that doesn't mean it's taken uh, lightly. Obviously, they they do their best uh, with every single patient, and uh, yeah, it's 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 quite a simple procedure. It doesn't take very long. Um, you just are going to have to get blood drawn, uh, likely from your arm. Uh, the nurse will do that, um, and then uh, we'll put that blood through a centrifuge, and then. Uh, one of the two um, uh, surgeons will, depending on who the appointment is with, will take that and uh, and inject it and and go from there. That's essentially uh, how it happens. So it's not not a difficult procedure. And like I said, you'll be able to walk out on your own. And uh, you know, you usually will be able to do everything that you want to do immediately after. Typically, I will tell people, you know, give it a little bit of rest. Don't have it done and go try to go for a run. It does take time and. And, and, you know, one of the other realities about PRP is the research shows that sometimes the effects can take as much as three months in order to become, you know, apparently noticeable to, to a patient. So it's not a quick-acting injection. It does take time uh, for that inflammation to be cleared out. But, uh, you know, a lot of people that have had it have been very, very happy with it. And that was, yeah, that was my next question. When do you start reaping some of the benefits to it? But uh, there you go. You just answered it. 416-870-6400 is the number. Uh, Shirley, how are you? Good morning. Hello. Senior and yes. living in a residence. Mm-hmm. And uh, this so the right thing is oh, um, oh, I the can't knee is very painful when I walk on it. I've had sciatic in this leg for quite a few years. But the, my main question is that from the knee down. Oh, I think we just lost her. She'll try to get her back. Uh, 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. You didn't catch uh, Shirley, did you? No, in this COVID world where we're all sort of in different locations, I didn't hear anything there, John. So yeah. um, you you might, if, if, that, if someone does call back and I don't hear, you might have to relay it back to me. Um, yeah, and then no I can do my, my best to, to answer or, or guide people. Um, one of the other things that we spoke about last week um, uh, that I introduced and, and a new thing that I'm introducing into my uh, repertoire and tools for helping people uh, to get better and, and the best care is genetic testing, genomics testing, where we actually look at um, what your genetics uh, profile has in it and what that could mean for pain and injury and other things. Um, I gave the example last week of myself where uh, I was able to find out that, you know, although I have a family history of diabetes, I thought my ability to process sugar would probably have some type of genetic inferiority. Uh, It turns out I actually have the best genetics for that. And so not a huge concern doesn't mean I won't do the right things, uh, but it helps to calm a bit of my nerves. Uh, But turned out that my ability to process uh, lactose uh, through and and through dairy that are uh, is the sugar component of dairy products uh, is not good at all. Um, so I've eliminated that from my diet and just and I would have never known that otherwise because I never had. I it's you know the important thing about genomic testing. This isn't a lot of people say. Well, you could be test, tested for lactose intolerance. I've never had a problem with 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 dairy products. It's not like I get the classic symptoms, but it was important for me to know that it's not an ideal thing for my body. And that I wouldn't have known uh, with any other type of testing except this genomics testing. And by knowing that, I've been able to cut it out, something that I had never done because it was never a concern. And just 
the things that I've noticed have been amazing, like just, you know, less less bloating. And, and again, I would have never thought that I had an issue with this, but it turns out that my genetic profile uh, was obviously unique to me. And it turns out that, you know, genetically, it's not the best thing for me. And there were a whole bunch of other things that I found out on that, and I won't bore everybody with my own health. But the important thing here is, The one thing that really interested me in this and why I did it for myself and looked into the research is because I'm all about, you know, one of the reasons that I called the brand of clinics Pinpoint Health and is because people have heard me say on this show, you've got to pinpoint the issue, right? Like if you don't pinpoint the issue, your treatment options, the way you handle things is always going to be flawed. There is no better way to pinpoint a health issue than to understand exactly what your genetic makeup is. And so that, for me, is so powerful to have this type of tool where you can see what's going on genetically with you and things that you'll, you would never otherwise know. And, this, and the report will assess things like cardiovascular risk factors, mental health risk factors, uh, overall metabolic disease risk factors. And so the the power that comes with that and what you can then do with that knowledge for your overall health is i would say second to nothing else right a lot of everything else is is a lot of management and with this you can actually make changes that are specific to you and your genetics and to me that that's amazing that we have those tools um, in 2020, and, and it's only getting better. Uh, but if anybody's interested in that, again, give me a call, one eight five 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 doctor lou D-R-L-O-U, or send an email to info at pinpointhealth.ca, and I will have, a, again, a conversation with you, find out what's going on, and see if that is something that would be of value to your overall health. Let's try this again, 416-870-6400. John, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging on. How are you, pal? Doing well. How are you doing? Hey, Doc. Question hey, for you. Yep. yep. I have an 81-year-old mother. Um, she's got spinal spinosa, incruciating back pain. Uh, medication doesn't seem to help. Uh, it's primarily on her right side. Is there any help for someone at this age? She's got all her faculties. She's a little bit heavy. Um, uh, got high blood pressure and uh, mild diabetes. Okay, so thanks, thanks for the call, John. And yeah, there's absolutely, and it's funny. I was gonna not funny about your mom, but it's funny. I was the next thing I was gonna discuss that I deal a lot with is spinal stenosis. Um, and again, spinal stenosis is the degenerative aspect that happens in the spine. So the pathophysiology is very similar to knee osteoarthritis. It's the same process. It's just in a different area of the body that has different tissues. And so spinal stenosis in, in your spine, the holes where the nerves come out to go to your body, through the degenerative process, those, those holes where those nerves come out start to get smaller and smaller and impeded by other bone growth. And then it puts pressure on those nerves and people will get the, the symptoms that you're describing like your mom has, whether it's excruciating pain in the legs, uh, feeling of weakness, numbness, inability to walk and all of those things. And the reality is here that this type of a functional issue and, and one of the things that's most often done wrong with spinal stenosis is that and medication plays a role in this, but one aspect that's really forgotten about this is it's a functional problem too, and so you need to have a physical medicine component, so something that the patient is doing, and there's actually specific boot camps around spinal stenosis and and helping people to manage it. The thing that I will always 
you know, preface everybody in sort of a, an asterisk on this is there's no cure, right? Like there's not going to be something that you're going to do something and your mom is going to be 100%. But can she probably be doing more in her overall management that can help her manage it better, symptomatically feel better, and objectively, you know, be able to walk longer, be in less pain? Yeah, probably. And I see a lot of patients uh, with spinal stenosis. And, you know, one of the most efficient things in, in the treatment of spinal stenosis is the lack of education that those patients are given. And so I spend a tremendous amount of time with my spinal stenosis patients, educating them on the anatomy of their spine because, and I can't do this justice over the radio, but once you make someone understand a little bit about the way the spine works, and this is not complicated stuff, we don't go into, you know, med school level anatomy, but enough to show you what happens to those nerves, people will start to understand why certain things are beneficial in terms of movement and why some things are so very aggravating. And once you understand that, you then can make the change in your day-to-day life because no healthcare professional can be with you 24 hours a day to tell you, oh, that's not something you should do or that is something you should do. But once you understand what's going on, you'll know how to make those decisions on your own. And so that education is one of the biggest things that provides so much relief to patients because they learn and understand what it is they should be doing and what they should be avoiding. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, do you recommend that uh, I, we set up an appointment for her with you? Yeah, I'll have somebody. If you've left your your name and your number with uh, the call screener, I will uh, I will have someone call you on Monday, and they can help set up an appointment. I will see your mom personally, and and we'll see what we can add to her treatment plan. How's that sound? John, appreciate the call. Got to uh, take a short break here. If if not, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U is the number you can call if uh, Doctor Lou if you beat him to the punch. But if not, you can use that number info at pinpointhealth.ca. Cam, we see you there. Stand by. We'll get to your uh, your call after a short break here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred Pinpoint Health Show Global News Radio. 11.49, still a few minutes to go here. You can squeeze in a call if uh, you got some some concerns, some questions, 416-870-6400. Cam, thanks for standing by. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I think it's a great idea with the Geno stuff. And uh, I just have a comment, uh, uh, and you have to catch it early. I had an experience uh, when I was 41, so that was 30 years ago. I just went into my GP, to make a long story short, uh, he said, uh, you're in pretty good uh, health. Anything bothered you? I said, yeah, I'm finding I'm rubbing my eyes a little bit out on the golf course. So anyway, uh, he says, oh, okay. He says, uh, he took a look at them and everything. He says, if I can do it, can you go right across to an eye surgeon right across the street on Bloor Street in the Tobacco? I said, great. Mm-hmm. Sent me across. Okay, found out that my tear was not making the, producing the oil anymore in your tear. So then it, that went into, uh, I was uh, had cataracts in both eyes. So cataracts, she sent me to this doctor, and I, don't, I can't remember the title of the doctor, but he checked out all my joints, my bones, everything like that. And I said, why am I here? It's my eyes. And he says, well, at 41 at that time, what we're finding is if you get cataracts at a younger age, you will probably be very prone to either rheumatoid or uh, uh, yeah. arthritis uh, uh, in your later years. So he says, if we find that out, which we are, and he just touched between my hips and my, my back, and I nearly came off the table. I was playing hockey three times a, a week. 
He says, uh, okay, so this is what's happening. This is what you can expect in your later years. But if we get it with a regiment, okay, uh, we can delay the whole process and you can pretty well make it without any serious implications. And that did work. So I just yeah. thought I'd put that into you. No, thank you. Thank you for that that, uh, that comment. That's really important. And, and, yeah, a great thing for anybody else listening to understand is the – and what you're describing there is an autoimmune immune disease where your body's immune system, for whatever reason, will attack different organs, be it the joints, the eyes, um, and, you know, internal organs as possible. So one of the things when uh, an autoimmune disease of some sort is detected or when it's suspected – that's the right approach is is look for um the you know is anything else getting affected because if you start the uh the class of medication that they use for that stuff early enough you can prevent a lot of the problems so and that's really important and that's the idea of prevention and and you sort of segued into your story with the idea of genomic testing and that's sort of the idea behind the genomic testing too right everything else that we sort of do is more a reaction right so healthcare you know someone comes to see me because now they're in pain and now they have an issue and now they've been hurt and then it's a reaction what we're trying to do is figure out okay how do we deal with whatever the problem is whereas the idea of genomic testing for me goes into also overall wellness how can you do things right in your life before you get them there and are there things that you should be doing and should be avoiding that can help your overall health again as an example with me the lactose um, is something that might you know although it doesn't create day-to-day symptoms for me, perhaps it predisposes me to something if I keep using it. And why not eliminate it if I know it's not the ideal thing for my body um, and I can eliminate it and prevent that? And so I may never know the difference. I may never sit there and say, yeah, you know, dairy causes this for me, but I may have prevented something that I otherwise wouldn't have known. And so uh, your story is, is, highlights the importance of of prevention when once you're tipped off to something once and and genomic testing is a good way to get tipped off right so i don't want to be commercial about it but uh, i uh, you know if i go out to play golf i pop and i leave uh and right. uh, uh you know what i have control the inflammation yeah exactly okay yeah. i try and stay uh, even though i love them stay try and stay away from tomatoes because that could be a trigger right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh stuff like that so it was well worth the trip, and I, I, I just want to mention the doctor's name that looked after my eyes because she was great, Dr. Donna Smythe, uh, who okay. was a great eye surgeon in the uh, city of Toronto. So, shout out to her. I don't know her, but shout out, and, and I'm happy, and thank you for your, your call and your comments. How does the, uh, the genome testing, Dr. Liu, how does, it, uh, how does it exactly work? Is it invasive? Is it simple? What's the process? Not at all, John. You just got to spit in a little test tube and send it off. It can't, it wow. couldn't be, it's a saliva-based test. Um, it couldn't be easier, right? And it's all, um, you know, once I make the, if, if I feel it's necessary and a patient wants it, I make the referral, I will get that, uh, it will be delivered, you know, directly to your house. Um, you'll follow the very, very simple instructions on how to extract the saliva properly. Um, you'll put it back in. There'll be a shipping label and everything, and you'll send it off to the lab. Um, that is a lab in, in McGill University in, in Quebec. Um, and then, you know, everything is safe. So this isn't one of those. And 
let's be clear here because I know people hear genomic testing and they think like ancestry, like we're not going to figure out like, you know, what part of the world your ancestors come from. That's not what we're looking at. What we're looking at is what is your genetic profile? What specific genes do you have or, or lack thereof or combination of those things? And what can you be doing um, to really help yourself? And I think this could be a great tool. So in, in the example that we just had, people with autoimmune diseases, right? Like this is something people that struggle with rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, and other autoimmune diseases all that's often done for those things is regular blood work. And all that does tells us is, yeah, that you've got inflammation. Could there be something in your genetics uh, that is predisposing you to that? And could you be taking, you know, some other natural supplement or something? We'll be able to find out all those things um, and see if there's a possibility to help your overall case. I, I personally think it's, it's a great tool, and, and I think it, it will be the future of medicine. Uh, in terms of the way we look at these things in the years to come. Well, I mean, you, you talk about pinpoint health. I mean, what better way than to zero in exactly on your inside through through genome testing and, and, and start off on the right foot rather than just, you know, tossing darts at a dartboard. I mean, this is who, who would not want to do this, especially if it's a bit of saliva, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's another one of those things, unfortunately, that is not covered by OHIP or uh, from, you know, extended healthcare plans similar to the PRP. But again, what I've really tried to do with Pinpoint Health is have an option for everybody. And there are people out there that do want to spend money on their health care and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and get to the bottom of things. And all of these things are reasonably priced, right? We're not talking thousands of dollars or anything like that. So, uh, but again, the value and what you're going to get for that will pay dividends, right? Like for me, I see this type of stuff as an investment into you. Then it will pay dividends in the future in terms of what you could be doing, what you could be preventing. This is another, you know, where genomic testing is another great option for someone. People that have been, you know, that go on and off on different diets and different programs and never seem to get where they want to be in terms of their weight loss goals or their health goals. This might provide some type of insight. Maybe there's something that you're doing that, you know, by all accounts you think is the right thing, even by the by what we hear out there, but maybe it's not what's ideal for you, right? And I've said this, I've sort of talked about this in the past, where these diets, you know, you could pick, say, a vegetarian diet and then a keto diet. It's not to say that one is better than the other, but perhaps one is better than the other for a specific individual. And this is a way of, instead of trial and error, uh, you know, getting to the root. And then you also know, okay, what am I going to stick with? Because a lot of those people will go back and forth, right? They don't know, they get frustrated, but maybe it's a matter of sticking it out with one type of idea, with one type of plan. And if you do, you'll get the goals that you're looking for. You know what? It's a good way to wrap it up, and I don't know why anybody would at least consider it and uh, and have a look at it. I mean, you know what's else not considered by or at least covered by OHIP? My gym membership, my Starbucks. I mean, come on. I mean that 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 shouldn't impede your your uh, your inquiry at least into getting this done. At least uh, do a little more research for sure. Yeah, exactly. done for the day, right? So if you want to reach out to Dr. Lou, I uh, suggest you do. Whether it's for PRP or the genome testing, get some more information. One eight five 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 Dr. Lou D R L O U. Info at pinpointhealth.ca and the Lou Down is the long form podcast available for you anytime as well. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for your phone calls and uh, we'll wrap it up for another day. Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.